Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let me see. What are we doing now? What's happening? <laughs> Why is it you? <laughs> We're recording a podcast. What do you think? What's happening? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted there for a second. You're listening to Petty Little Things with your hosts, Victoria Secret and Davina Divine. Hi, Petty hey, Daddy Bitches. How you doing? I'm okay. I am Victoria's Secret, and this is... Semi Davina Divine. <laughs> why Why Semi? Oh, I'm just kind of half asleep today. Like, my poor little baby Winifred, uh, she woke me up like in the middle of the night having little seizures. So, I'm just not... I'm sailing at full, uh, full mass today, so... Is she okay? What's going on there? Because uh, she, she's she just was having ha- a lot, like, and then yeah, it no. to calm down. She's not having that many anymore. She's epileptic, and, like, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to control the medication. They were, like, mini seizures, so they weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. But it's just fucking stressful, you know? And is that because you dropped her on her head as a child? No, bitch, you're the one that dropped on your head as a child. <laughs> and as an adult, by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, it is, um, it's Tuesday, isn't it? Oh, God, no, it was what fucking day it is anymore. What month is it anymore? It's Who gives Tuesday, a shit? It's Tuesday, and I woke up very late to hear that the pubs are reopening on the 21st of September. The West pubs are reopening. The announcement everybody has been waiting for. I tell you, I am so over these fucking announcements. Like, <laughs> if I hear one more fucking announcement, like, does anyone actually care these days? I know the publicans care, but... I just feel like, what's the point in all this fucking reopening if shit isn't going to be how it was? What's yeah, the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I actually haven't opened up the article. Does it say what way it's going to be allowed open? It's basically going to be kind of the same way the restaurants are opening. Like, if you ha- can put two metres between people, um, you know, you don't have to have that one hour, 45 minutes. If you can't have that... Um, if you can't have that distance, which most web pubs can't do that mm-hmm. because, like, floor space... Floor space is everything... So it's going to be a lot of hassle for all these like little regular pubs, you know? Yeah. yeah. So God knows. And like, I just feel like we've lived in a, a 
realm of the last couple of months where goalposts are constantly moving, constantly changing, and you just have to adapt. And we don't even like football, so that's really no, frustrating. Well, no, we like football players. <laughs> <laughs> now go easy, because uh, Micheál Martin's fans might come for you again. Oh, do you know what? Bring it on. Today is the day for them bitches to come after me. <laughs> today is their day. Did you get any pictures of his son sliding into your DMs? I, I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was very welcoming of the pictures. They were nice. Do you know, do you know what's so funny? It's like, he's kind of ruined it for me now. So when I see him now, I just... It's like you look at someone like you look at like a friend. <laughs> it's kind of ruined for me now. It's just like the the I think the naughtiness of it, like yeah. being scolded, yeah. has and, has kind of ruined. And for just me. to be clear, I know there's certain like gay friendship groups in this city that have all slept with each other. This particular friendship group, we have not ever. Okay, we are not those kind of girls. That's we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're only showbiz friends. Well, We're like friends when the cameras are rolling. Well, it's kind of topical that the uh, pub announcement came today because we have a special guest, which is the Queen of Ireland herself, Panty Bliss. And yes. we talk a bit about her opening up Panty Bar. We actually recorded it um, about two or three weeks ago, just it before. It was actually, yeah, it was, It was. she was reopening the week afterwards. She was reopening yeah. on the 20th of August. I remember because it was my birthday, mm-hmm. just mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because I do remember that. And, and that's been like a, a nearly a month ago, which is nuts. Like, and there's so many pubs like Panty Bar that, like, you know, had to reopen. Like, they physically had to open. So, it's perfect timing to have her on the show today. Yeah, I heard that they're doing some yummy food from Brother Hubbard as well. So, I haven't got a chance to go in yet, but I'll pop in next week. Um, It was leaving cert result day yesterday. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't send less bothered. Oh, my God. Who gives a shit? Do you know what? One thing I would say is, like... Like, imagine, like, there's, you know, there's some dummies out there fucking delighted that they're after getting, like, great marks when they probably were, like, delighted that lockdown happened. They didn't even have to go to school. So, it's, like, it's half and half. I'd say some people that, the the geeks, I'd say, are raging and the the bad girls are probably delighted. (laughs) I think I would have done better if that had been happened for me. Like, I'm kind of jealous because the teachers really liked me, but I just wasn't committed to studying. Like, I hated studying. I wasn't into it. Like, I did fine, but I certainly was no brain box. It's like the potluck. Potluck, <laughs> potluck of leaving research. Yeah, what a weird thing to do. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Like, I just can't get my head around that. The yeah. fact that they allowed... The, like, it's just insane. The whole... I can't get over the last couple of months and the way things have been. It's it's mind-blown. But also it goes to the core of the fact that the whole Leaving Cert is bullshit anyway. Do you know what I mean? You're like prepping towards getting a certain yeah. amount of points. Unless you want to be a doctor or something like that, like, okay, then it's valid. But like, you know, what effect has it had on your life? I'm online? sure you can do a medical course on a false course now. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick online course, a two-hour one where you fill out a few multiple choice. Actually, I trained as a dentist over lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit that's going to happen next. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I do the veneers in my front room. (laughs) And on top of that, we've had to put up with pictures of um, their little angels going back to school. The little fucking angles. Oh, my God. Like, at my show in the open, we, we I always do, like, this little segment plug, of, like... Plug, plug, Oh, if any, by the way, if anyone does want to come and see the show, I don't know what way it's going to go now because the pubs are reopening, but it's business as usual, and all you have to do is email dinewithdavina at gmail.com. 
do not send me an email, <laughs> mail that email address. <laughs> like, you wouldn't be mailing Mary Black asking her for tickets for her gig, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and Mary Black doesn't wear the nails that you do. Very hard to type on a keyboard it's with those nails. It's very hard to type, and I'm like, yeah, still selling tickets, hon. <laughs> type, 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 type. <laughs> Have you got some last minute, like, cancellations and you're like, oh, that key bag is always cancelling last minute? No, see, I don't. I don't handle the the ticket list. People keep sending me messages asking me like, "What's the availability?" And I actually don't know. So if you do want to come and see it, and it is a great night out, and it kind of feels like normal. I hate that word, but it does. So if you do want to come, it's dinewithdavina at gmail dot com, and it's great. It's a great laugh. Love but it. They'll handle all the cancellations. But uh, what you were saying about it? uniforms, the, the the little angels are back. Oh, to the school. little angels! Yeah. So I always do this segment in the show where I talk about things that make me happy, things that make me sad, and one of the things I had was like things that make me happy is those little bastards are back in school, <laughs> and I had up this picture of like kids in cages. <laughs> I was oh like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they're my nieces and nephews. I was like, they're literally spinning in like you know this cage, but like fucking hell. And every year people make jokes about their little angles, and still. Mm. There's pictures of them outside the school gate. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. And if you're listening now and you have little angles, I still don't give a shit, yeah. <laughs> just to say. It hasn't really imp- impacted me because, like, Dublin 8, like, doesn't really have many kids around me at all. Like, I don't know. They do. Of... There's a school around the corner from you. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to start singing that song. No. And there was, when I used to live with Ada many, many moons ago, there was another school around that other corner. Mm. And at, like, lunchtime, you could hear the faint chatter of children in the distance it was like oh like haunts me to this day well i haven't noticed at all on my road it's basically just old people and uh, people going to the mosque like (laughs) so you fit right in fit right in exactly (laughs) Uh, also to be it's secondhand september what does that mean is it it actually yeah it's like a movement to try and um encourage people to stop buying fast fashion and um buy vintage pieces or you know Stuff on Depop. Right. Well, that's never going to happen for me. Ever. <laughs> no, Ever. I, no, I don't like secondhand Susie's and I don't like vintage pieces because nothing fits properly, like from the old days, because now everyone is much fatter. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you remember um, you, me and April went to Toronto? And we yeah, went... exactly. That's why point in case. <laughs> we point went, in case. We went shopping in like the secondhand shops. And... It was the secondhand district. It was actually a fab little kind of street. It's very kitsch, like, you know retro little shops and all and tell us what happened well i was very into danny minogue at the time and she was doing kind of 80s prints and i saw this dress and i was like oh my god it's so danny minogue now when i say so danny minogue it couldn't have been further from danny minogue like it was more (laughs) madge bishop than danny minogue but in my head i was going to buy it i was going to fit into it and i was going to be danny minogue so i bought it it was polyester by the way oh (laughs) so itchy I uh, got my little body into it. And, little uh, body. <laughs> you had to jump off the wardrobe into it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it fits, it fits. Do you think that bastard would come off me? No. Didn't, it, didn't I have to cut off you with scissors? Davina had to get the scissors <laughs> out and cut me out of the dress. I was devastated. Oh my God, devastated. I got to perform it once though, so that was quite nice. Oh, that, that's something. Yeah, like I'm not really into secondhand things. And do you know as well, I'm not into like... Um, borrowing things borrowing pieces mm-hmm. like a couple of people have asked me um, if I wanted to borrow something like you know from their fashions or borrow this I, I'm not into that I'm like I like my own stuff Yeah, like have my own things at least if anything happens to it or I get tan on it or something goes wrong it's my problem now you will lend something if 
someone asks. No, I won't. Well, you have lent me one or two things before. Yeah, well, I'd lend you. I'd lend, like, literally, like, my nearest and dearest. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be lending out shit to anyone. And people ask all the time, where would I get a pair of shoes in size 14? I say, Victoria has loads. <laughs> Do you say that? Because I get a lot of messages. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a, if anyone asks, I'm a size 7 shoe. And that's why I can shop in pennies, even though that's a total lie. <laughs> so... I'm just like, no, I don't lend out my things. I don't borrow things. Yeah, I like would never mine ask to borrow mine. a shoe because, to be honest, we all have different size feet. Unless I was stuck and I literally, were like, you know, forgot my shoes or something. Then yeah. It's a major, major pet peeve of mine, people that borrow shoes, mm-hmm. um, as, like, the queens know. Because certain queens literally walk like they've got one foot is a size 3 and one foot is a size 14. <laughs> and... I don't want my expensive shoes that I took fucking weeks to order online to come and for them to, like, march them out of shape, not into it at all. Now, no. for all the baby drags listening, can you um, please share the link of where you order your shoes from? <laughs> yeah, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very common question. If anyone's and what about wondering. you? Do you like secondhand Susie, secondhand things like that? I... Uh... I'm not. Well, very... actually, tell me this. Yeah. When was the last time you actually got something that fit, that was actually fab, that was secondhand? Because I don't remember seeing you in anything like that. Yeah, no, I know. I'm not saying I am a secondhand rose. Like, I do go in and I have a little nose, and I've gotten some bits before. And I, I was going to talk about this anyway before going to something like Electric Picnic, if that makes sense. Few, like, nice little bits. But actually, what I've really enjoyed about this year, thank you, Corona, is not having to see everyone's stupid festival looks oh a sequin face and a sequin jacket yeah yeah oh i have i saw i have not missed that at all have missed it at all like the fucking Susie who works in admin no well not Susie maybe Brian who works in admin yeah and then cracks out a sequin jacket oh. and a few sequin stickers on his face thinking no, they're gorgeous you look like a twat <laughs> take off the sequin jacket you look like a twat so um, now I, out of drag I really wear a lot of black because I think I wear some really choice pieces in drag that are you know highly colourful that I'm like I don't want to see any colour ever again so I'm kind of like plain black and that's not really in the vintage shops so no I don't really shop that yeah. but there's a fab new one open Dublin Vintage Factory have opened a brand new one in Temple Bar and I know lots of my friends are obsessed with it so go check it out yeah and you know like if it's, it's just horses for courses like just mm. not for me not my vibe I do actually love fast fashion and faster the better yeah. so if, if you can pull it off and faster it works for... the better <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if it works for you good for you but I'm a gal on the go I like it fast I like it quick you know Okay, you heard it here first. If you're, uh, that's her new Tinder bio. Um, have you watched any of Drag Race Vegas or Drag Race Canada yes, since? Yes, I actually have. I, I've never seen any of the Canada ones. Don't care about that. Okay. Uh, but I've watched the um, Vegas review. Okay. I just I saw it kind of advertised there and I was like, what the hell is this? It mm. looked, I thought it was just a clip of one of these kind of sidelines. I didn't actually realise it was proper one of the Drag Race shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, much more my speed now, I have to say. Mm-hmm. It's because I do feel like it was like a cross between Drag Race and... Real Housewives. Yeah, Housewives. It was definitely yeah. a bit more dramatic. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't actually know a lot of the characters in the show, so I didn't yeah. know the Cameron Michaels or the Evie Oddly people. Like, I'd, I had no kind of history with them, you know, yeah. from the scene. Like, I didn't know. I, well, you, you've met Derek a few times. Yeah, no, I knew Derek and I knew Naomi Smalls, met her before and like I was familiar with some of the older people mm-hmm. and then the weirdness of the Derek's boyfriend and that, mm-hmm. that was all just a bit weird, okay. wasn't it? so let's break it down. Firstly, 
Well, explain to people what the show is in case they haven't seen it. Okay, cool. So Drag Race Vegas is basically, they are doing a live show in Vegas, Viva Las Vegas. And um, essentially the Work the World tour is coming to Vegas, but they've reshaped it and called it Drag Race Vegas. And the show is basically a behind the scenes of everything. Now, having worked with a few of them, I can tell you, the girls are not reading from scripts, but there's definitely some sort of like, we're, we're doing this vibe today because... Oh, definitely. You can yeah. tell that from the show. But they do that in all reality shows. Absolutely. Because Aisha O'Hara was one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. And she's coming across not very nice. And to be honest, as somebody who books people, if I didn't know her, I'd be thinking, oh God, I'm not sure I want to put up with that. Do you know what I mean? But you know, in those situations, what they do, like in all those reality shows, like the producers are in the people's ear and they're saying this person said that and she said that. And then they're just waiting with the camera so the person will go off because yeah. you can push someone so far and then of course they're going to explode. So totally. it's... And- uh, like, on top of that, you met Naomi Smalls last year when she was doing Love mm-hmm. Sensation. She was actually so sweet. sweet. She just yeah. went uh, uh, out and did all the fairground rides. She's yeah. really lovely too. And fun facts from behind the scenes of Love Sensation, she landed three hours before her show. Uh, any drag queen that knows to land three hours before your show, you're kind of freaking that you're not going to get to the venue on time. And she was texting me going, I'm really worried. I'm like, and then the, the driver didn't arrive, whatever happened there. But she was on time and ready. So this... Uh, Naomi's always late storyline is kind of gas because she seems to be very, you know, concerned about that in general. Well, the other thing about it is as well, how is this going to continue? Like, are they going to like roll with this or is it just till the show is up and running? Or then I was mm. thinking maybe they'll re, maybe they'll turn the cast for like next season. Yeah. They get, maybe they'll change it up from the show. Yeah. Well, is, is that the, the, plan? the cast changes every six months. So I presume that was the idea. But then sure, obviously lockdown happened. But Davina, I think you'll enjoy this bit because we all know a Derek Barry's boyfriend in drag. We all know her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like, she's like, now obviously she's been included in this on purpose, but it's like she's dying for that spot. Like, I know that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think a lot of the people, what would you say? Like, I think uh, Derek's, I think that was set up by production as well. Yeah. I think there's like, I know she's kind of online all the time, kind of being a bit thirsty, looking for likes and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely feel like the producer are trying to ham that up a little bit and make that you know, they need a villain and a baddie, you know, yeah. that kind of way. Yeah. And that's, Derek, I don't think, has even seen that he's coming out in that part. Yeah, yeah. But, which is the which is the irony of it all, I suppose. I And, and also, like, I think sometimes all publicity is good publicity now. Oh, yeah. Listen, yeah. you know, they're, they're still talking about these people and it's still on TV. I think it's a, it's a very clever way to do a twist. Definitely. And it's nice to see a different... Uh, vibe of them, you know, not in a competition kind of an yeah. arena. I think it's much better. Yeah, have you it's seen? More interesting. Ne- have you seen Nebraska perform before? Never. Oh, I'm sending I- you a link straight after this. Okay. Um, anyone that is listening knows what link I'm going to send. You're going to gag. Yeah. Oh gag. god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> no, you'll you'll enjoy it. Uh, you didn't watch Drag Race Canada, but the winner was Priyanka. Um, which honestly, I was kind of rooting for her. She was my favorite. Where is she from? Um, Toronto. She from Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. I've never. I wonder do any of the girls I know know her. I, I can see lots of the girls that I follow through knowing you have been like you know celebrating that she won. But yeah, oh, um, and you know, I'm finally back to work this week. Oh, brilliant! Congratulations. You don't sound like you give a fuck at all. <laughs> 
Well, bitch, I've been back at work like fucking now months. I know. Like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but I'm ready now. I'm in Belfast on Saturday. It's like a fucking medal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in Belfast on Saturday. It's sold out. Uh, I think uh, I'm doing Opium on Sunday for Shirley. And then we're going on tour with Adore. And we, we've spoke about getting Adore on the podcast before because me and Davina mm. have lots of good stories that we've shared with her, like being on the cruise and mm. Davina having to run down hallways with her <laughs> to escape mad people. Stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we're going on our first tour. I actually can't believe it's really happening. Brilliant. Well, it's yeah. great that things are kind of starting to move and shift again. Yeah. I'm delighted. Yeah, fingers and crossed like, regulations will yeah. change that we can bring her to Dublin, but who knows? Who knows? Lastly, did you see the little clip of the tennis player sculling? The... Yes, I did. Of course I did. <laughs> of course I did. I loved it. I love things like that. Oh my God. She was sculled. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it was like... And... Deserved. It was like that thing, you know, where the woman, uh, she pretends to get a, a slap and she like falls in so dramatic. You know that video that was yeah. going around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. Like, <laughs> so good. Literally like he skull fucked her. Like, absolutely. She was gagging. She got it in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also love, lately, I've been watching, uh, I've seen some... Um, some TikToks I've shared I shared them actually last night this man in America he goes around to all the Walmarts and he's called like the fart man and he just farts into the intercom oh I saw him? you share that last night I am obsessed I just think it's like the most disgusting hilarious thing ever like so the echoes you know those American supermarkets like, they're basically <laughs> big warehouses so so good um, come here I had something to ask you and I meant to ask you in person but I haven't last mm. week someone asked like in their opinion a shady question um, um, oh, uh, God. Uh, to you uh, as part of your dear Davina saying you know why haven't you had Victoria on the show yet oh yeah yeah who was it who asked yeah I actually have no idea I can't remember do you not no you know I don't remember anything oh I was like who is trying to shit stir something out of nothing I actually can't I never remember things like that you know I don't I've like the goldfish memory I've no idea it was like I don't know I actually have no idea well, and it wasn't that shady. It was it was a random question, and I had asked you by the way, just for for reference. I'd asked you many times, but no, you she, were no. She did, she did. I was just wondering. I was kind of curious. So anyway, we have a fabulous interview with Panty Bliss coming up towards the end of the show. We also have our classic Rodders of the Week. And I will say Rodders of the Week because we have a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But now we're going to have a little bit of story time. We have asked you to send us in some uh, information from your past, some sexy secrets from your past. And we have been asking you this week to share with us your first kisses. Isn't Mm. that right? Mm. Kisses! (laughs) <laughs> I, I, like I, I know when we were talking, you you didn't really remember your first kiss, which obviously you've blacked it out. But I kind of remember. I'm not sure if it was my first kiss, but um, I did kiss an ex T-shock's daughter, and um, it was in a field. You know the way, like all the kids would be like, "Oh, will you meet me, mate?" That kind of thing. So right. I like it was the most innocent kiss. But like after that, I was probably about thirteen or fourteen. And T-shock's I thought, daughter. Yeah, long time ago. Was it Bertie Hearns or was I'm not it one saying of the... who it was? Not saying who it was. <laughs> and. And, uh, She's go going to tell me after when we get <laughs> yeah, off this. I'll tell you after this. <laughs> and so afterwards, I thought I was in love with her. Like, obviously, clearly, Ugh. I was like 13. I was like, oh my God, I love her. And I went home. I was staying at my dad's that weekend. And I went home to my mom and I told my mom all about her. My mom was probably like, 
okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you gay, bitch. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> I'm like, her name is... Um, so I Her said, name is John. <laughs> <laughs> I said to my mom, I, I want to ask this girl, uh, can I take her to the cinema? So through friends I got like her number and I rang her house phone like I mean like if someone even rings me right now that I don't know I'm like why are you ringing me text me like don't fucking ring me so I rang her house phone the landline on my landline like ring 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 hello can I speak to that was her name John yeah (laughs) she came on the phone and I was like would you like to go to the cinema you know I'm gonna take you out blah 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 and she shot me down, bitch. She shot me Fair down. folks to her. She's dead, right? <laughs> she was dead, right? She was like, are you dead, ring-? right? She was probably like, are you ringing to speak to my brother? <laughs> <laughs> or my dad. <laughs> I was absolutely devastated, but then I got over it, obviously, because I realised that I probably did fancy her brother more. Um, and then I wanted to say, oh, worst kiss. Okay, this is so easy. Worst so kid. what? Are, what? What was the the topic? Because you put it out online before I even had a smidge to figure out what this what we were talking about. So it's first kisses or worst kisses? Both. Both is good. Both. Uh, um. So the worst kiss I had was I was kind of like dating this guy, and I think he might listen to the podcast. So I don't know if I should say this. Oh, say it. It's a long time ago. I hope ago, you're listening. <laughs> but he used to kiss with his mouth wide open. Like wide open, and it was maybe. Oh, I like, think we've all had one of them. Oh, it was like maybe the second date, and I was like, I thought the first date, you know, it was just maybe a mistake. And the second date, we were in the George upstairs, and he kept going to kiss me, and I actually was trying not to kiss him because the kiss was so wet, like my whole face would end up wet, and like I, then I got drunk, and you know, like drunk drag mm. queen, the truth starts coming out, and I just pushed him back, and I said, "Can you shut your mouth for one second? And then I stormed off. I wasn't very nice. <laughs> nothing changed there any bad kisses that you've had <laughs> lots many 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 but none worth talking about what trait <laughs> what trait annoys you the worst when somebody's kissing you just really bad kisses or people um like a stabby tongue or people with no lips <laughs> <laughs> people that have really mean like thin lips you know like that are like yeah. are basically just like it's like kissing a hole in the wall <laughs> like <laughs> that irritates me yeah um people with bad breath Oh god! Like, the worst. If you're gonna go in for the kill, um, take a mint. Yeah. Or also people who vomit and then try and kiss you. Oh. <laughs> not, oh. Not, not glam either. So, no, like, could. listen, you name it. Like, I've kissed it. So, like, there's nothing, nothing there for me to comment on. I'm sure you can all imagine. I'm sure you can all relate. And I'm sure you've all been there. So we we will share that sisterhood of awfulness together awfulness awfulness okay let's hear from the people so yes because they're the ones i want to hear about basically shut the fuck up victoria i don't want to hear your stupid (laughs) kiss Uh, okay first up is neil underscore 1990 my first kiss was at a trevuvium concert don't know what that is Uh, he kissed like a fish it was pretty bad but still better than kissing my girlfriend confirmed then that i knew i was a homo so he had a girlfriend at the time kind of shady oh Mm, the next one is from my sister oh really yeah she said oh that's weird (laughs) she said oh my god mine was at 
Wesley Disco. I got a hickey and I was grounded for a week after it. Do you remember? (laughs) (laughs) A hickey. I do remember that because uh, my mum was like, she's disgusted by hickeys. She thinks they're absolutely vile. And I remember getting my own hickey once and I like had heard that putting toothpaste on it would get it to disappear. So I was like getting toothpaste on it thinking, oh God, please go away. And walking around in the height of summer with a scarf on. And my mum was like, what's going on with your neck? And I was like, Now when you say walking to the height the summer you mean like a glory honeyford scarf don't you <laughs> you, don't mean, <laughs> you mean like a little lady neckerchief for all the people that listen uh to this who are a little bit younger glory honeyford is basically like dolly so just yeah you, think about. listen if you're a little bit younger and you don't know who glory honeyford is use fucking google that's <laughs> then, then you'll know who she is uh the next one is from davina divine she says i don't remember my my first kiss like zero memory just so you know she was replying <laughs> to the story about it because that was the first i heard about it i was like yeah i i said i said, i cannot remember for the life of me nor do i want to for the record um <laughs> but That's i do okay. remember close enough i do remember i think this i did kiss this girl before and i do remember will share this story that um we obviously had some kind of kiss but i can't really remember it and we were on obviously you know, intimate level basis, but we were only about like, I'd say maybe seven, we were like seven, maybe eight. And she said to me, uh, she said, show me your willy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, you show me your, or I was like, not you show me yours. <laughs> I said, you show me your, uh, your fanny first. And she goes, no, you first. And I said, no, no, ladies first. So she showed, she showed, she flashed me. Oh my God. And then she said, now your turn. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> like still, we just, were only like seven, I think. Just to be clear, so they were funny. both seven. Okay. Both just seven. to put that out there. I yeah. love that. And that is basically still who you are to this day when you still, go on a date. You yeah. show me. <laughs> uh, next is from Lavender the Queen. Uh, she told me after our first kiss that she had been practicing with her dog. Disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, wow. Ooh, oh, interesting. Yeah, very. Uh, Neve uh, Duffy said, 15 in the Wes, I'll meet your mate if you meet mine. Two of us proceeded to fall right on. Oh god, there was so much of that, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, let me see. Do you remember in the Wesley, the things that they get up to, they'd be all playing like mad, like like lip gloss games and all do you remember that yes like the Gross. boys would be coming co- yeah like so like actually now now they mentioned that <laughs> no it's absolutely gross um let me see oh hickeys so were the rage though they were the rage rage but then your parents would absolutely murder you mm. uh, oh so much better said boy in secondary school who had never had a first kiss either so we did oh. Married with kids now. Oh, he's straight oh. now. That's really common, though. Really I think, common. like, you know, like when, when people are kind of kids or exploring or find themselves, it's really common that boys will kiss boys and girls will kiss girls, especially like when you're kids, like, because, you know, just like kissing and, you know, you're playing like mommies and daddies or mixed families. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also you need to acknowledge, like, uh, there was definitely boys along the way that you did more than kiss and that are now married or kids, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, um, Miza, I was talking, Miza had mentioned uh, one of her kisses that okay. she told me about when she was a little person. She said she went to, like, this teenage disco. Miza, I know you're listening, so I'm going to have to share your story because it's, it's worth the share. And she said she was kissing this girl and they were having, like, a passionate, like, you know, aware, <laughs> if you will. Okay. And next thing, she just could taste, like, a lot of saliva 
and she, it was just very wet and she could kind of get this taste of like iron Ugh. and she realised that the girl's tooth had fallen out. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and that she was bleeding into her mouth. <laughs> and that girl today is called Chanel. Oh my God. Like, like Josie Grossy, like absolutely. That's but disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. So I had to share your story, Miza. I hope you don't mind. No, she won't care. Uh, next was Ryan Mac 14. I kissed a girl who had braces. I did too. And her tongue was like a speedboat propeller. Uh, S Fitz 9 said snogged Candy Fitzgibbon at 7 years old Because I saw it on the TV Next my parents were called in for a meeting (laughs) 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 I kind of love that Uh, It's underscore Dan underscore 17 said Had eaten a spice bag and needed to burp Wouldn't but this girl wouldn't get off me When I needed to Oh no it's a boy And he took full force kissing me Chili burp right to the gob But we both laughed it off for about an hour afterwards. I don't know if I would laugh that off. I'd laugh it off until the person was out of sight and then I'd run a fucking mile. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, I don't, you know, like people that fart in front of each other. I don't get that. Don't do that in front of me ever. Um, I have one more. Are you ready for this one? Is it good? It's from Kira McKenna. Uh, so anyway bizarrely a girl wanted to meet me so anyone that's not from Dublin meet me means kiss me Um, I was appalled but obviously I was like yeah of course I'll meet her I had no idea what meeting was but I assumed it meant to hug someone so off I went up the back of the pool tables at the old arcade games and I started to fucking hug her (laughs) and I kept hugging her for a good for a good five minutes (laughs) needless to say I was the talk of Tala for a few weeks Uh, the boy that doesn't know how to meet look at me now motherfuckers meeting any Tom Dick and Harry (laughs) she can oh my god mother hugger (laughs) I do remember like being back in school and like primary school and the kids going around going do you know what sex is or do you know what such and such is and if you didn't know you'd be like ah he doesn't know (laughs) well I remember being when I was like I think it must have been very close to like I must have been about seven and I remember getting the the low down on what sex was from somebody and I was told I was told like terms I was told how it happens I was told what this is what that is so I became like an educator to all the other kids (laughs) so like I was very well informed at seven years of age what what was going on where because I didn't I was told I was like not to be made a fool of I feel like you might have been the kid as well that spread the stories about like the tooth fairy and Santa and stuff like that feel like you're I will neither confirm nor deny yeah <laughs> like you're basically like CSI Dublin sometimes trying to get to the bottom of the truth so it wouldn't surprise me well we always get there in the end don't we <laughs> <laughs> we do well that was all your first kiss stories you're all absolute sluts and we love to see it and we will have another topic coming up in our next podcast so do stay tuned to our social media and do get involved because we love hearing from you and maybe me and Tavina will agree what the topic is before I post about it yeah maybe (laughs) Maybe even though we spoke about it she just doesn't remember well girl you know busy busy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay cool that was our first kisses Rotter of the week on petty little things Okay, so it is that special time of our podcast where we let you all know exactly who's been rotting us this week. Can I tell you, I've been living for this moment for the last two weeks. <laughs> me too, me too. 
I was like, right, I was making notes all, all like, since every time the podcast comes out, I start a new fresh note page and I make little notes about things that I want to say or things that have really been grinding my tits and I've been living. So please, I'm going to just let you go for us because I need to just like... Now you've kind of built that up, so it better be bloody good after that. Well, I have a few. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I have a few, but I'm going to tease them out because this one is something that's been really rotting me for a while. Now, I'm going to okay. upset people by saying this. Oh, please. I Inc- hope you upset loads of people. <laughs> including one of our friends who kind of does this too. Oh. Um, what's really... See. I want to see if I can guess who it is. What's really grating on me right now is gays setting up social media pages <gasps> for their animals. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, so their animal is called Bernie. Okay, let's say. So Bernie the bulldog all of a sudden appears on, on social now, media. This is not coming after me, by the way. I do not have a dog page. Well, actually, I have a dog page, but it's not for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's not about you. Uh, so Bernie the bulldog starts following you and you're like, oh, God, who is it? So you click onto it. Now, not is that only just annoying me. I'm like, your dog does not need social media. Put it on your own social media. But on top of that, you go and you open up one of the pictures and it said, Daddy brought me for a walk today. Oh, we went on a great long walk. Saw lots of other furry friends. The weather was gorgeous. It's like, your dog cannot type. He did not write that status. Get a fucking grip. Get a life. Go have a drink. Do something else. (laughs) I totally know what you're saying. However, there are a lot of people on Instagram that are obsessed with dogs and certain like breeds of dogs which i've noticed because obviously i have i have a bulldog Mm -hmm. and there's these um this kind of sexy couple that i follow actually i mainly follow them because because they're a sexy couple send me pics they're like this this man and woman they're beautiful and they have the man in particular whatever about her (laughs) (laughs) uh they have good but they they talk about their dogs like they're like they're like, oh my humans! Like they literally write it like the dog is talking. Yeah, uh, but they should be I put s- down. They should be put down. That's the owners, not the people, not the dog. I mean. No, not the dog. The dog is great. Love the dog. Actually, enjoy the pictures of the dogs. But like, don't need these stupid captions like written like the dog has just like spoke it you look like an idiot <laughs> you look like an idiot actually i don't even want someone called bernie the bulldog to follow me unless you're a drag queen what's your feelings really like i did you ever consider it for winnie no because i i'm not a big social media lover at the best of times mm. so dedicating more time to doing something for my animal is like no i'd like i've no problem sticking pictures of her up online and you know like letting people see her madness that way, I'm fine yeah. with that. But to dedicate a whole, like, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. No, no. Like, if you have, if, probably if you have time for that, you've too much time in your hands. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and I just think, like, less of the captions, let them go. So that's my word of the week. I if, love dogs. I love dogs. I gotta say it, but I think that's a step too far. Yeah. Yeah, and don't DM me your dog profiles because I'm blocking you straight away. What else? Let me see. So what has been rotten me this week mm-hmm. is, um, do you remember we put up the interview with Bianca last week? Yes, yes, yes. So Bianca obviously has a massive following mm-hmm. online. And one thing that really rots me, and it rots me like internationally across all social media platforms, is people who take say Bianca's picture and make a Bianca Bianca Del Rio dot profile or the Bianca Del Rio 
Drag Race profile. So you so mean like use, a, a username? So they create another one. Yeah, they'll basically use somebody's name in a profile mm-hmm. for them when it's actually like just basically taking someone else's posts and reposting them yeah. like in an obsessive kind of freaky stalkery kind of weird way mm-hmm. it's it's very worrying like i'm i just think when i see something like that i just instantly think psychopath uh-huh. like first thing i think i think that person's fucking nuts so that has been rotting me this week because bianca has a lot of followers and loads of people reshared it and stuff but all these weird kind of fan accounts it's like who ha- it's like the dog thing who has time to be making like, it's kind of sad in a way that pe- people don't actually have, you know, enough to say on their own stuff. So they create, like, fake fan accounts. Okay, you yeah, know? yeah, I got that. The only thing I would say is, remember how fanatic we were, um, or fanatical, is that the word? We were about the Spice Girls. If we were, like, 12 no. and 13. Yeah, I was a fan, but, like, I did still would, like, share a picture and say, love this, whatever. You know all these, like, Spice Girl dailies? Where like, would you share a picture? Girl, there was no social media when with the Spice Girls were out. No, but you know, like, but even now, I'm like, like, who has fucking time to I be know. doing that? But I like, bet you there are teenagers that are like, you know, like I how know. we were. I was a card-carrying member of the Spice Girls. But do you know Girls what it is? It, the fact that somebody's taken other people's posts, and, and especially if they're teenagers, they should be fucking slapped down and be told... Not to be fucking doing that. Yeah. Like, that's someone else's content. It's someone else's picture. It's someone else's image. And it also just leads to madness. Yeah. That's, that, that's never going to lead anywhere good. Mm-hmm. Because it's some, like, God knows, some nut job sitting in a fucking bedroom, dimly lit probably, like, just copy and paste and copy and paste and copy and paste and, like, get a life. Well, I think as well, on top of that, it kind of goes to the core of, like, drag was not really created for teenagers and kids. No. And, and now in this modern world, it, it seems to be, you know, more, like, they, they have it accessible. So, like, some of the content, I suppose, probably isn't very suitable it's, for them. No, not at all. And, like, where are their parents? Like, I just, I just don't think, like, kids and drags mix, mix full stop. But that's just my opinion. Whatever. If you want to bring your kid to a drag show, it's mm-hmm. on you, bitch. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope that someone gets us after this and creates um, their own Instagram called, like, Divina Divine's Dog or something like that. So they get both your posts reshared and the fact that I hate dog pages. <laughs> well, straight to report. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you said you had a few rotters. Is there another one yes. you want to get off your chest? The other thing that has been really, really rotten me this week is people that interrupt conversations. Oh. People people that, like, if somebody's telling a story or someone's saying, so, like, I was at um, I was at a soiree the other evening and it was like, a, it was like six, under six people. It was in a, in a house. It was after one of my shows and we were just sitting around chatting and, and there's always one That's person. So I heard that you won't settle for less than seven. Well, no, I can I can settle for six. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get that? <laughs> no, I just I nearly fell. I was leaning on the table and I le- oh. <laughs> my elbow slipped. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you'd be sitting there and people would be like telling a story and somebody will just interrupt and could be like me, 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 or. I did, or I think, or I said, and it really fucking annoys me. Like, it just really, really irks me if someone can't finish a sentence or finish what they're saying, somebody else just jumps in because they want to have their voice heard. Yeah. It rots me. And it's, like, we work in business of, like, talking and being on stage and doing all that. So it's important to let everybody have their moment, Mm -hmm. whether it's at a dinner table or whether it's on the stage or whatever. Let the person have the moment to say what they got to say yeah like some people are just so like narcissistic and 
self-obsessed and they just need to be the constant focus of attention constantly it's a fucking draining way to live mm-hmm. so if you were at a soiree with Davina last week there's a good chance she's talking about you very good <laughs> chance and listen it's between five like you know who you are <laughs> you know who you are uh, yeah, no, so that was really bad and it, 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 uh, it's very intense regardless. But, but it comes through all times. Like, and then there's another, like a few weeks ago, there was times like when people will be talking, having a conversation, someone else will just butt in and say, oh, did I ever tell you about the time? And you're like, sorry, we're in the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have that? Yeah. Sorry, oh, did I ever tell you about this, this time? And you're like, um, okay, what's that got to do with it? And, and I always just kind of stop talking, let the other person tell me about this time. And the time is never worth never. what they think ever. it's going to, like, it's ever. never. So I was just like, I'll just, I'll go po-faced and just nod. And I listen mm-hmm. fucking meticulously. And then sometimes what I like to say is, and what the fuck has that got to do with what I was just talking about? That's one of my <laughs> favourites to say. And uh, yeah, so please don't interrupt. I have two friends in in my circles that like, if you have a cut, they've broken their finger. So oh, yeah. like, I'm very familiar with that. But I also sometimes I like not talking and just sitting there. So it's fine. Do you know the kind oh, of Oh, me too. Like, I'm like, I... Most of the time, it's not me that they're interrupting. It's Do you know what people. I mean? It's yeah. other people. And it's yeah. so, so, that's even more distracting because you'd be yeah. listening to what someone else is saying. Mm-hmm. And this fucker, like, God knows, like, you know who they are. Like, the, we've met millions of them before. Yeah. Or people, you know, if you're out and about and people will just come up to you and just, like, break the conversation. I fucking hate that. Yeah, I hate it's very it rude. so much. I hate it so much because, and especially, it's very rough on our friends and this sounds yeah. maybe a bit like you know like ungrateful but like sometimes we might not have seen friends in a month and we finally get to go out with them and then people will just come up and you're like oh i feel so bad you feel so bad don't you i know it's very draining mm. but sure that's what's uh that's what's grinding my grapes this week well that is our waters and you have been warned if you're one of those criminals you better sort your shit out because we're coming for you such a life, bitch. <laughs> uh, before we go to our interview, I'm kind of curious because we didn't. What we didn't speak about was uh, how we both came to meet Panty Bliss, and I think if we should give a little backstory, like for instance, D, you'll remember this. I met her because I got a little bar job and I was working in the pod, and Panty used to run that nightclub. She used to like be in there doing the little nights. So I, my first, I never of, went to that nightclub. Did you, did you know not? No, never. It was you not performed really nice. in it. You did. Oh, I did, actually. Yeah, you're lying, bitch. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> uh, and before, but even before that, I was going to an art college. Panty used to go to that art college, and I booked her to come out. So I saw her as this magical, tall, amazing lady, and that's kind of how I kind of first set eyes on her. How did you meet her? Uh, I actually, oh, I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> I think it was through Alternative is Ireland. I think when my, myself and April entered... I think it was like 2003, we'd entered and we had to go to a couple of production meetings to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first experience that I had with her. And then when we started doing bingo, she'd be there like the odd time, like on bank holidays and things like that. So she was always just kind of around. Yeah. But I, that was the first kind of experience I had with her. And she was always very elusive and glamorous and fabulous. Yeah, I always Still wondered is. whether she was American when I first met her. I was like, is she American? She's from Bell and Rube. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, um, a lot of people said that. She's nearly in America. It's Mayo's close enough. It's what you're going to get. The stories of the stuff that she's gotten up to over the years are infamous, and I'm glad that we got to talk about some of them today. She's pretty much one of the drag scene originators in Ireland. So, um, she's the Queen of Ireland. She is the Queen of Ireland. And here is our interview. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, week's episode. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks' time. Oh, we got some amazing reviews last time we yes, asked. Yes, thank them. you for that. Did we sell any shot glasses, though? That's what I need to know. I need to look at the website. <laughs> you haven't even looked! <laughs> Bitch, I have been busy. I'm not sitting around on fucking social media 24-7. That's your she, job. <laughs> she is coming for me right now. Coming for me hard. If you'd like to buy our shot glasses, you can go on to pettylittlethings.net forward slash shop. Our shot glasses are available for prices cheaper than I would like them because Davina wanted them cheap. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear what you think of it, except if it's a one-star rating, and then we will report you, find you, hunt you down, and... Kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy our interview with Panty Bliss and until next time, stay petty. Mwah. Okay, you guys, next up we have royalty in our hands. It is the Queen of Ireland. Miss Panty Bliss is in the house. Woo! Yes! Hi, Panty. Hi. Panty Bliss. Panty Bliss, how are you, girl? How has been lockdown treating you? Um, you'll be delighted to hear, Davina, that I'm really fat now. <laughs> no, you're not. I saw you just recently. You're not. I have a belly like I've never had before in my life. I started a real diet for the first time yesterday. <laughs> Are you actually serious? You've put on a little bit of like COVID Oh my pounds? God, I have like a full-on little man belly. Because I've been watching your um, videos uh, that yourself and Bunny have been doing, and either that corset is working overtime or you can't tell. That corset is really working overtime, and bitch, I'm doing all the editing, so I cut out anything that doesn't look that looks too horrible. I have all the control. We were talking about that though when we saw each other there recently at Dizzy's Isolation uh, Pride Bonanza. Do you remember the big <laughs> extravaganza? Is that what it was called? Is that what it was well, called? Okay. So, yeah. Dizzy's Isolation Pride Bonanza, uh, and we were talking, and you were just saying how how you've upskilled so much over lockdown with all the videos and stuff and the green screen and and like it sounds like you've yeah. been kind of busy with all that. It's a bit mental. Yeah, but it's it, it's busy that I'm making for myself because I'm going to go insane otherwise. Like, yeah. you know, you know, idle hands and all of that. Shite. <laughs> so uh, I'm just sitting around the house, and if I don't have a video or something to work on, I'm I'm pulling my hair out. Yeah. So um, I didn't upskill uh, because I'm a fabulous person who decided to upskill and be very productive. It's just because I've nothing else to do. And can we speak of that? Like, you know, especially now. If you get into that microphone, I'm just going to interrupt you. Oh. Like, I'm right on top of it. You're not. Get into it. <laughs> I, I swear, I'm right on top of it. Okay, go on. Um, like phase four and stuff being um, like delayed again. Like yeah. especially like now, obviously being like the proprietor landlady of Panty Bar. Like, what's the fucking story there? I'd say that's been really stressful. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Through all this madness. Um, you know, I am generally very good at you know, compartmentalizing. So if I don't want to worry about something, I just put it in a box. I put that box in the back of my head and I don't think about it. And that was my strategy up until the second you know, postponement of phase four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just like, oh, this is just, I, you know, I just, my head melted over that. Um, so, I, you know, I was just getting super crazed and frustrated about it. So now we are going to open, what day is today? Wednesday. Tomorrow week we're opening Hell or High Water. Yeah. And we're making arrangements with food places, you know, on the street. Yeah. Um, and if phase four happens on the, um, you know, beginning of September, whatever it's meant yeah. to be, fine. We'll go back to being what we were. Yeah, but for... I'm delighted. That's great news. I think yeah, that's I brilliant. Think like, I think people dead. need to start right. moving, and the economy Absolutely. needs to start going again. Absolutely. I was in Belfast last weekend, and they are ahead of us. They're doing the social distancing. Mavericks open. Uh, Union Street's open, and it works so perfectly. Like, you don't need to serve chicken wings just to have people sitting around a table having a couple of drinks. I know the food thing is, you know, to me is annoying because I get it. The food thing is their easy, simple way of trying to stop crowding. Mm-hmm. But that also assumes that everybody is irresponsible and is going to just allow crowding. We're not going to allow crowding. You know, so to me, this food thing is just a huge annoyance, a, a total nonsense, because we weren't going to let crowding anyway. Um, so anyway, we're just dealing with what we have to deal with. My worry, though, is slightly longer term, because you may say it works great in Belfast or whatever, but... My fear is, apart from the first one or two visits when you're sort of, oh, this is kind of mildly interesting, after that, how many people really want to go to a socially distanced bar, or certainly you know, one like Panty Bar or something, where it's all about social interaction and the possibility of meeting a stranger or seeing some mate of yours at a different table and going over and chatting to them for a while and all that stuff that happens in a bar. I mean, that is what it's about. So my fear is sort of the slightly longer term. You know, until there's a vaccine, I don't see how bars can make a proper... Or, or at least our kind of bar I, I can make know. a living. I think two things are going to happen. I think firstly the apps are going to kick in majorly. The toilet is going to become very important and the smoking area is going to become very <laughs> important. important. Because you're going to do a little glance, you know, on your way to the toilet. You might say hello to someone at the urinal. Like, you can't get away from that. That is what is going to happen. But also... Well, like, you see, technically, in the first... You know, when phase four was meant to happen first, the regulations were going to be no more than two people in a toilet at a time, mm. which in our case is a bad idea. So we're going to ignore that one if that's in it again, because that would mean more people in our corridor, which is a much mm. worse, you know, situation than our big toilets, you know, so um, yeah. our big ventilated toilets, you know, so... Um, and then the smoking area, well, you know, we don't have a proper outdoor area, so our little, you know, smoking area is going to be, well, obviously won't be in use. People yeah. will have to go out on the pavement, you know, if they want to smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think having gone to both Panty Bar at the weekend and during the week, like during the week, say if I went in on a Wednesday, everyone is seated and it is very much yeah. social at your table with your friends. So that it's more when it kicks into the weekend where you're like... Yeah, you know. I mean, you see, the problem for me, well, for us is, um, I mean, you're right there and I try to, I'm trying to focus on the things that we have that are, you know, are advantages to us. And one of them is that 
you know, during the week we have a good steady trade and after work trade and all of that, and then, you know, good regular customers and all that. The problem is though that we love them. It's, I'm really glad we have them, but they don't actually pay the, you know, the bills. We make about 70% of our income in eight hours, four hours on Friday night, four hours on Saturday night. Right. And without those eight hours being packed, we don't really have a business. Um, so, yeah. so, so it's you know, nice. my concern is the slightly, you know, next February, you know, with all the various things that are available, the wage subsidies and so on, we will survive until January. But if there isn't a vaccine pretty soon after that, we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, and God, that's that's the other thing. Is I think it's it's one of those things to kind of think about that. If um, like people don't think about that, you know, when people are saying, "Oh, delay, keep the pubs closed," blah blah blah, people are just lashing that out there. Like, there's so many knock-on effects. Whether it's you're a performer in the bar, whether you're the proprietor, like this, it's a big yeah, knock-on effect. That you know I mean? that was really pissing me off. You know, people were being so just casual about. Oh, close the pubs, keep the pubs, you know. And these are usually people who've lost absolutely nothing except their commute. I know. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's very fucking annoying. I yeah. was exactly the same um, when that was going on. But hopefully now, like, it'll things will shift in the next couple of weeks. And we'll get some... I hate even saying the word normality, because it's like... <laughs> our life is not fucking normal. So it's no. like... <laughs> you know, wait and see. But I've never but, wanted normal, Davina. No, me neither. But like this, everyone keeps saying the Norma wouldn't have normal. you. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Are you all right there, Victoria? Yeah, my DHL, which I've been waiting on all day, just arrived. What so is it? It is um, in the box? just bits of clothes. Like, never mind, you two. <laughs> None of them will fit. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually concerned. I am concerned because I uh, speaking of like um, weight gain, I lost like accidentally loads of weight towards the end of last year and uh accidentally well i went through a breakup and i couldn't eat no i couldn't eat for like three months after a breakup and i was like there's nothing like a breakup for the old you know (sighs) yeah and i'm i'm now gonna know if i'm still the same size because i have ordered the size that i was and i haven't bought clothes in so long so uh, unless asos have changed their size right well i mean that's what i'm gonna tell myself for sure Shut up. My sister's gonna drop it like literally any minute now. She's like only only in the last few uh, days of her pregnancy. I just got a new child. Did you? Oh yes, I saw. Yeah, what's yes, you got I a little did. pussy, a little. Kitty. I got a little pushing. Yeah, and actually, I was going to ask you as well. How's Penny? She's great. She's lying here in the bed b- beside me, snoring. Yeah. And you know, the background noise. If you listen, you probably hear a gentle snore. Yeah. And how Penny is? Um, Penny has no interest in other people or things generally <laughs> she's very like me and yeah, so um yeah. so so she um very unbothered by the new cat very unbothered Bob. but you should see the fucking kitten oh my god just the cutest oh she's so cute i saw on instagram she's so oh cute oh my god what's her Thank name you. well it's a him but you know well oh, it's him it, yeah, well, he whatever. him until he's old enough to make up his own mat <laughs> um you know i mean won't be putting any boxes on him um Crayon. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cute. Well, see, here's the thing. Me fella, actually, I said to Zvela, okay, you can name, name him, pick a name. And he picked, wait for it, Gilles de Serra, which oh, is dear. a stupid name. Like, you can't be calling, <laughs> come here, Gilles, Gilles de Serra, come here. Um, but that is the Portuguese for Crayon. And I think, well, actually, Crayon's a super cute name. So yeah, I'm that's... calling him Crayon. 
And my fellow who's um, pathologically stubborn is refusing, even though he knows damn well Crayon is a better name than Jesus. He's refusing to say Crayon, but I think over time it'll, it'll just happen. Cray Cray. <laughs> cray Cray, yeah. Uh, speaking of Cray Cray, how was lockdown uh, and being newly married? I mean, it's not newly married. It's, it's what, over well, a year now? Uh, it was, we're over a year. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, well, you know, going into lockdown, I thought, this is going to be interesting because... You know, this is a one-bedroom apartment, and he works from home. Yeah. And I'm not allowed out of the house, so... Um, Were you cocooning? God, you know, this might be... <laughs> what? Were you cocooning? My, <laughs> 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 you know, me and Dolly. Um, but, um, it, no, it actually turned out to be good, because it turns out, you know, you know me he hates the office anyway, so he prefers working from home. And I built him a little gym here. I got fat, and he worked out every day. Um, but but actually, no, it was actually good. It was fine. We didn't kill each other, no. Oh, that's good. No. Well, come here. Let's talk a little bit about drag, I suppose. And that's one thing that we all have in common. I suppose, kind of. How dare you? I'm a real woman. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, so tell us, like, you and Victoria went to Dunleary Arts College. Yeah. And you started drag kind of from Arts College, wasn't it? Like, is that how you kind of... Yeah, I was doing graphic design and I hated it. Um, but you know, at the time, I just you know I quite I enjoyed college, so yeah. uh, I thought, well, I, I'll just stick it out and finish it. Um, you know, I had three years done before I decided I really would rather eat razor blades than become a graphic designer. <laughs> so yeah, just do one more and I get the piece of paper and my parents would be happy. You know, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. make, so best, I, I, I make did best the last friends year. as well with someone who's a great graphic designer. That helps too. It does, certainly does. Um, but then uh, I just thought, well, I'll finish it out. But I didn't want to spend the whole of the last year fucking designing cornflake boxes. I, you know, I'd, I'd end up in a massive depression. So um, I thought, well, I'll just do something that is of interest to me. And I just sort of that around then had, you know, I'd been off in London this summer being super gay and whatever. And and I decided, oh, well, I'll just I'll design a drag show. So... It was meant to be just on paper, but, you know, I designed the sets yeah. and the costumes and I made the costumes and I uh, project, you know, did illustrations that would be projected onto the stage and I wrote a stupid script and I designed the posters and the tickets, you know, all the stuff yeah, that uh, yeah. would get me the pass. Yeah. And then I had done all of that and then it just seemed kind of stupid not to do it for the crack or something, yeah. even though I had never done any, you know, never even seen a proper drag show in my life. Um. So I just wrote me some straight friends into it, you know, the hot ones, and put them in silly outfits, and I did the terrible, awful show. Um, I put my makeup on on stage, and I had made my own shoes because kids. Yeah, where I know. time before the internet. You know, no internet, no shoes coming from China, no wigs or whatever. So I had to make everything. Um, cork tiles. I made a pair of platform sandals out of cork tiles. That's and, what um, I was going to say. I was going to say, what were the shoes made of? Because that's, oh that's God, crucial so information. You do have the dress is the, impo- the fun part. The dress is made from surgical gloves that I had sprayed gold. Oh. Um, but then the I, paint reacted with the rubber in the gloves, so it never fully dried, so it was always kind of tacky, sticky, and like I would just stick to everything. And it was stupid. It was so awful, I'm sure. If you but, had a dress now, it would be bang on trend. <laughs> 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 um, I still fit into it, but um, <laughs> anyway. So I just did it for the laugh. Really. We just did because you know that at the end of the year there's a mm. final year exhibition and people are invited and blah blah blah. So we did it for that, and um, 
and there was the manager of Size Nightclub or something. He was there, and he was just like, "Oh, right, I'll give you fifty quid if you come and do a bit of that in the club." And yeah. that's how I. Where was Size Nightclub? Where was that? On Dame Street, um, basically where the Mercantile is, sort of there. Um, was that like a was that like a kind of like a little gay haunt, or was it just? It, yeah, it was. It was the um. Yeah, this is before we had nightclub licenses and all mm. that, so it was still when you could only drink wine and Campari. And, but it, unlike the other ones, it didn't look like a restaurant. It looked like a nightclub. Oh. And, um, and it had sort of strain, but it was always the alternative. So all the sort of, you know, the new romantic, doubles new romantics or the punks or whatever, you know, yeah. the, the, the artsy, you know, weirdo club kids um, found, you know, made a home there. And it had a... A gay night, but it also every night was sort of gay. Right. Um, so it was there, yeah. And like that around that time, I suppose, like like there mustn't have been really probably hardly any drag going. Like the, no, I had literally never such. even seen um, you know proper drag show at that stage. And the only drag queens around were um, Mr. Pussy, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but darling pussy, silly gal. Um, <laughs> you know, she never really did the gay scene. She was always on the straight scene. And then she um, was making the real money on the straight scene, probably. Yeah, she was, yeah. Do you know what I mean? She, that's, she's a clever bitch, that one. Yeah. Um, and then, apart from that, there wasn't really... There was a couple of sort of occasional programs. So in the George, there used to be these two called the Gorgeous Georges Girls. Yes. Yes. Shirley mentioned that on the podcast when we had her on, and you actually texted me to tell me their names. Yes, Peach Carbolic <laughs> and Dolly Manstrand. <laughs> That's genius. Yeah, they're good names too. Yeah, and and they were, but you know, um, they were like, you know, part time. Like yeah. all drivers, part time in this country. Then you know, nobody yeah. made a living from it. Um, and apart from that, that was sort of it. Um, and then a couple of years later, there was. Do you remember Joe Supple, Miss Candy? Oh, oh we yes. do. Joe Candy. Yeah, yeah. Joe yeah. Candy. Yeah, yeah. I actually never saw Joe perform, but um, back when I worked in Ham behind the bar, Joe uh, nearly killed himself. Oh my god, I've forgotten you worked behind the bar. Oh my god. Well, Joe nearly killed himself every week telling me that he was Joe Candy. So that's how I knew of Joe Candy, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he used to have a. There was two of them in the beginning. He had a partner in crime, and oh god, what was his drag name? Ah! Oh, this is terrible. I should remember that. Um, and they kind of used to do this kind of... I just remember this kind of this funny, weird Whitney Houston thing they used to do, I don't know, white gowns or something. I can't remember. But there was two of them for a while. And then I think... I don't know whether they had a falling out or what, but it ended up just being Joe then for a good... After that. Yeah. Oh. No, she she was killed telling me about it. But I, like... To be honest, Ham was one of my first experiences of being on the gay scene. I threw myself into coming out, I think... You with, started well, chicken. <laughs> you ever since Ham. But I think within about, like, two or three weeks of being out, I started working in the pod. And then, uh, Panty, what was the what was the bear part called in the chocolate bar? Um, it was only on for a while, every now and then. Um, oh, um... The Furry Glen. Yes. Okay. So because I was the only gay working behind the bar at the time, they were like, okay, we're throwing you into the Furry Glen, if that makes sense. And I, I, my eyes were opened. There was like, there was like breasts being rubbed against each other. And I was like, what, what is, what's going on? I'd never seen the likes of it before. Well, the scene was just much nuttier then. And mm. we were allowed to do much nuttier, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, well, I, I had a front row ticket for, um, you arriving on a horse into um, <laughs> the red box. Uh, you and then and... we tried it the following Christmas with a donkey, and you know, just such a cliche. <laughs> it, 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 the donkey did it in rehearsal, and then at the time, 
absolutely no budge in the fucker. <laughs> he was not going to move. Just dug his heels in. So I think he had to climb off the donkey and walk in as the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I also witnessed... I witnessed the uh, the beautiful anal beads and uh, their departure yes. from yourself out into the crowd. Uh, all, uh, oh my god, I must have traumatised you. You were only a kid at the time. <laughs> Can I tell you, I've never made better tips in my whole life, though. I did lots of bar jobs, but uh, being the token gay in ham, I was getting all the tips. Oh, good. Glad yeah. you're it, there. Sounds, it sounds like such a well, much more fun time, for sure. Very much it so. seems very sedate now compared to the madness that you hear about. It is because um, there was sort of a funny thing that just the beginning of the boom, there was a million empty venues around town and they were all desperate to fill them, mm-hmm. you know, while they were waiting for some property developer to buy them and build offices, you know. Yeah. So y- you could do loads of crazy shit. Um, and people were just a bit more like, oh, yeah, we're, go- you know, this- we're being new and modern. You know, this is the idea. Yeah. Around. So they were like going to crazy things. And then... When the developers did buy up every place, there became fewer and fewer venues, and then the ones that did remain all became corporate owned, sort of. And yeah. you know, so some bloke who owns a shitty nightclub, you know, that you know, down the dock somewhere, he let you do all sorts of crazy shit just to get some people in. <laughs> yeah. But you know, some big corporation that owns 10 hotels and yeah. 20 bars and all that stuff, they don't want you messing up their glass tabletops and their Bacardi Breezer fridges, so. They, you know, sort of stopped over. And also, the boom years were, you know, I think, uh, like, younger people became very comfortable, and so they didn't want to make things out of bin bags anymore. And, you know, yeah. they, they wanted to drink the Bacardi breezers and all of that. So, and, and now I think they are more fun again, but the problem now is there are just so few spaces so to few do things. Spaces. Like, the nightclub has kind of died in Dublin. In it is. Ways. Also, the, you know, I was dr- when I was in my 20s, I was out practically every night of the week, but I was driven out by my dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just the possibility that maybe I would, you know, hook up for something. Whereas now, if I wanted to do that and I was 24, I'd sit at home with a sofa with grinder. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, just, it's a different world, yeah. Times, times are changing, unfortunately, because yeah. I like the sound of that, black bags and, <laughs> and dodgy dock lamps. And well, like these things are often, I think we look, yeah, you look back and you, everything, you forget all the boring, shitty times, yeah. but there just was a fun about being 20-whatever and you're stapling an outfit together from bin bags to go to sides. You know, that doesn't happen yeah. so much anymore. There's a bit of it. We, um, so you have to look harder for it. Me and Jonathan Best in 2015, uh, and it was way out of my lane, so I don't know how I ended up doing it, but we did a live sex show in Break for the Border, which, speaking of bars that couldn't get people in at the time, that but was one of them. you me and Jonathan Best, you were in the show? I mean, yeah, of course, the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's why no one went. No, it <laughs> was um it was jonathan best and francois Sagat. oh and, yeah yeah. Um, yeah so we had to coordinate francois Sagat, alison moyer's cousin i yes. only saw that during the week yes that's wild <laughs> well yeah she said on twitter about it, that you know when your cousin is a famous porn star and i was like that's really so i started like trying to find out who she referred to because she didn't name him at first mm. and then i was like oh my god i was thinking alison he's not a famous porn star. He's probably the famous porn star. Yeah. And then I messaged him and said, you're Alison Moyes' cousin? And he's a bit more like, he's like, well, it's quite distant, but yes, we're <laughs> <laughs> 
I have to say that that gig that they did, it was kind of weird because, like, obviously, Breakfast Board is like the home of glitz. So, yeah. like, kind of like yeah. two two porn stars having sex in like your nanny sitting room, where you're just picking <laughs> any balls, yeah, any balls at the end of the stairs. You know, did you come? Boomers. Did you come to yeah. that, Tavina? Yeah, I was there front row, and it, the, someone kept letting the smoke machine off. So every so often, it would like the mist would clear, and you'd see something, and then it just <laughs> fucked up again. The mist was clear, you'd see Annie Ball. <laughs> She was going to come to the mist. <laughs> but she appears, you know, like Brigadoon once every 100 years out of the mist. Oh, God. It's true. And the other thing, Pandy, we want to talk to you about is Alternative Ireland, of course, because that was a massive event and it was such an iconic night out for like many mm. years. And yeah. loads of kids now, like new generations, just when you talk to them about it, they, they don't really know exactly what it was. If you yeah. were to describe it now, what would you describe it as to the RuPaul um, generation? I would say. It was a pageant, <laughs> kind of, it was, it was, <laughs> it took the template of a typical pageant and then said, anybody can enter and do anything they want. Yeah. And it, because it was rooted in the gay community, it was very drag heavy and often mm-hmm. thought of as a drag competition, but technically it wasn't because, you know, we, there was you know, biological women and there was non-female types mm. and it was just anything you wanted to do but a lot it was very drag heavy and, and it did launch like the careers of like Veda and Panty or Veda and Shirley and and uh, Catherine Lynch yeah. and Alter Ego and yeah, yeah lots and of me, people me and, April, and you and, Sh- yes, and Sinead Burke yes. as well I really feel that that kind of was oh, Sinead Burke of course yeah, yeah that was something the start like of something major for her too yeah um like, I mean, I, 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 I guess like everybody else, I sort of miss it, but, you know, we did it for 20 years or something, and uh, it, you know, it was a huge time sucker and undertaking and all of that, and, and although we loved it after 20 years, I, you know, it was tiring, and, and also the people who were involved from the very beginning, you know, their lives went on, they were having kids, some of them, and yeah. they were, they, some of them were, ended up in sort of very important jobs, because they were all, like, good people, <laughs> and, um, and, and so they had less time to do it, and they would sort of come around every year, but they weren't able then to devote the same sort of nutty energy, and also it was harder to find people to do the nutty energy, for the reasons yeah. we've already spoken about, sort of, mm-hmm. um, and so, and also I just kind of thought, you know, this is a young person thing, but what I thought what was going to happen is when we stopped, I thought, Somebody with some, o- some other people not necessarily do the exact thing, but come up with a new event that, that takes yeah. the same energy of it or whatever. But it just never happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it is an undertaking, and, and it started small as anything. People forget that. Do you think you'd ever revisit it, like to do even just to look maybe a one-off, like even a thing of like all, all the people that have been on the stage or what something like that? Would well, you, you know, every now and then it comes up, and some people who are on you know the crew or whatever are a bit you know more into that idea i have to say that i'm usually the one who's kind of saying no because i hate you know trying to revive or go back or recapture the energy of something that was in the past anyway um i often think it's just there to leave them sort of and i think of how much work it is (laughs) (laughs) the victoria yeah yeah like no just you go without me i'm fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm very, very proud of it and everything and also because you know, um, people sort of wonder, you know, what was all bad, and originally it started out as a, an AIDS fund, well, first of all, the very first one was for the Rape Crisis Centre, and then it was an AIDS fundraiser from then on for many, many years, and and I'm just glad of all the work it did around that, and all the money it raised and all that, but also, to me, it was also about its time, because what it was, it, we always had it around St. Patrick's Day, yeah. there was always an Irishy kind of theme about it, 
but it was about to me it was about a like saying you know this is a new island and in the new island you can be any gender any you know you can be queer you can be any color any nutry you can rub glitter on your arse and still be totally irish because i had felt that before then you couldn't or you know we weren't allowed to be fully irish as queers you know and it yeah, was kind of the first like... time I heard about, like, end the stigma as well. And that conversation, that was the first time I was hearing that on <laughs> the scene. Was it the, last, no, the second last one or the last one? We had this giant at the end, this giant, huge, you know, fill the thing, there'd be a sign, come down from the roof that just said, get AIDS. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And while Mark McCann was dressed as a virus yeah. singing, um, what was the song he was singing? <laughs> Oh God, we're like, you know, some Irish ballad. And I just thought, this is fucking genius. And, you know, there's people who wouldn't get that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you yeah. know, they're the kind of people who get AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say that because I'm HIV positive. You're but not. But also, you, like, it raised so much money as well for, like, Dublin AIDS Alliance and, like, HB Ireland. Yeah, lots of people, yeah. And also just got that conversation out there, you know, like, you know, you're, you're around that time of year, there'll be some queen, you know, invited them to morning, you know, Irish breakfast television to right. talk about HIV, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, that didn't happen here for, you know, for so many years, so... Yeah, yeah. And, and Davina, is there anything specifically you want to say about the year that you came third and how you maybe <laughs> felt about that? Oh, when I was a Jennifer Hudson of Alternatives Ireland. <laughs> 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 oh my god, I was livid. I was absolutely livid. That's part the of the pageantry world, darling. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. And I was like, I think I got like the silver shillelagh or something, or whatever, golden uh, briquette or something. It's golden briquette, the silver shillelagh, and the, and the Medusa crown of shamrocks. Oh, I was fucking raging. I literally picked up, I said, fuck this. I threw it in the fucking bin. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is that Veda had gotten there before you. <laughs> yeah, but so I didn't. People only remember it. ever Veda's. The year the Vader came second and she fucked the flowers at the judges and the and the brigade. Well, she was a bit more vocal and open about it. I did it in private. I was like, fuck this shit. I was like, I'll show them, I'll show them all. <laughs> you know, the judges were always horribly drunk and all of that. So it never really, you know, that made that much difference or anything. I, oh, I only ever cared about who was, you know, uh, the winner. Oh yeah, no, and you know what? In fairness, that was the year when Heidi Cunt won. So it was actually my year was oh, a okay. very good yeah. year. It was, it was very, a good year. And Heidi yeah. was amazing. So was, I kind of yeah, didn't. Yeah. In hindsight, I don't feel so bad. Who came second least, though? Do I, you know? uh, I think it was Gringo O'Hara. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But didn't Gringo? Oh no, you're thinking yeah. of Sid. Sid won. Sid Viscous. Sid, Sid Viscous won. Yeah. won. yeah. Okay, so yeah. There's, there's that was always, a good year, yeah. Yeah, there was a, so like there was always kind of I think it went a bit downhill from there now it's just With that subscribe standing. Well yeah, like you've done so much over your drag career, like and then of course all like you had all that and you were like queen of the scene, you used to do Tuesdays in the front lounge and you had your club nights and all that going on. Mm. And then I think to like step away, I always wondered because I actually used to remember you used to do the gig in Belfast and I'd go yeah. with Veda couldn't do whatever we'd kind of have chats and you were it was just around the time when you were buying Panty Bar yeah and you were going into that like that must have been quite a scary really scary yeah. to make to walk away from all your gigs and all the security that you kind of you know just as working yeah. games that you kind of have like yeah but I was just about approaching 40 then um Panty Bar will be 13 this year that's right and uh, uh, so or next year, what month is it? Whatever. It's 12.30. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I was just sort of approaching, you know, 40, and I was at the stage where I was thinking, you know, what, what does an aging drag queen do? And, mm. and, and while I had all the gigs and that, you know, none of them were secure. Yeah. You know, venues can change their minds or get sold on. Different people come in. Parties go into favor, out of favor. You have to come up with a new one. Um, all that stuff, you know, the promoting business. And so it was always very insecure. And just things like, you know, no bank was going to give me a mortgage. It didn't matter how much, how successful yeah. they were because they didn't trust that sort of business. And right, uh, yeah. so... And that's when the opportunity, you know, Panty Bar sort of came along and I thought, you know, this is the right time. And so I just did it and didn't Which worry about it. Which it was. It's like, it's a brave decision to make. And well, it was a terrible timing, in fact. Yeah, well, yeah. it was. Six months after we opened, the crash happened. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the first five years were an insane struggle. Like the sheriff came to the door twice and going to take away equipment oh, and stuff because I, instead of the tax money that I couldn't pay him. Yeah, and you um, and you were working very hard. Like I, I remember you were doing the the draw on Mondays, wasn't it? The we were in the beginning just to get people do. in there and to get people across the river because that was a big deal in the beginning to the gays. Yeah, it was. Um, and just like we had fucking, we were trying every single event and night you possibly think we had stand up comedy nights and yeah. well, we had our making duty nights and we had our uh, everything you possibly different drag shows drag show upstairs and a drag show downstairs yeah. um, <laughs> you know Brazilian parties uh, Irish traditional like everything we could think of a throw the fucking thing at Panties um, PA and some yeah. of them Panties PA and let me point out I love PA, PA was before RuPaul's Drag Race or any of that shite and we had a fucking fabulous ongoing drag competition yeah. <laughs> that was that was actually brilliant that competition because it was before all the kind of pretense of all yeah. that bullshit like yeah. Pete Queens were just they really wanted the job as well because it was very they really wanted it. and of course Bunny like, won that job and 13 yeah. years later she's still annoying the shite out of me <laughs> The cross-border yeah, project. Yeah. Do you ever regret the choice you made? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the right, um, the, I think the, the right final? Protestant one. Who was in the you final? Know, I can't remember. Twiggy. Uh, Twiggy. Um, Twiggy. Yeah, Twiggy Candelabra. Oh, Twiggy Candelabra, I remember, yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel um, like... I feel the only like... other one I remember from is Blonde and McGee, who, of course, like two or three weeks in, we've discovered she wasn't even 18 and shouldn't even have been in the bar. <laughs> and so... We had to like throw her out, and she had been getting the bus from Rush in to do the competition, and she was like a little match girl. Then after that, every with her face pressed up against the window, <laughs> looking in. And then her ma came in, and we had a chat about her and all. And so then we let her in, but she wasn't allowed to have any booze, and she wasn't allowed to be in the competition. Um, she had to be disqualified. <laughs> and, then, in coils. and then when she. Yeah, and then when she was 18, she was allowed to come in properly, but I gave her a job anyway. Yeah, you um, did. She used to do the, play the Connect Four. Queen of and, Connect Four, which she was yeah. very, very good at, to be fair. Yeah. She was. Really she wasn't great at much, but she was good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her recently in Aberdeen, and uh, she's now a big hairy bear. Uh, I know, yeah, she's gas. And she was in that, um, you know, the, the video we Woman's all made Hearts. together, Woman's Heart, yeah. Yes. Yeah, lying down. With I do her remember. Beard. I remember being most mostly impressed with how big your apartment looked, and I messaged you going, "Are you in front of a green screen, or is that your apartment?" <laughs> and then I realised the trickery is going on because I was squeezed into a corner of my one bedroom apartment, and yours looked like on the Real Housewives of North uh, Dublin <laughs> City Centre. Well, you know, it was the answer to "Is that your apartment, or is that your green screen?" Is yes, 
And yes. Because it was both green screen and my apartment. I took a picture of my apartment in the perfect light directly up against the wall and all that. And then I green screened myself in front of it. So it would just be easy. Actually, I know you and Bunny now you've been doing the, sh- the dressing room shenanigans and the green screen all through lockdown. Yeah. But uh, I saw one of the outtakes. Like, it, it looked like you actually painted a corner green. Did you? Well, you see, now there were, while we were um, separated in the hardcore lockdown, I was doing it in my apartment and she'd do her bit in her apartment and then I would combine them afterwards in green screen and that was a pain in the ass and trouble living, but I learned a lot from it. Yeah. And, um, and now that we're allowed to be back together again, um, I have uh, upstairs in Penny Lane, you know, we have yeah. a floor that we don't really use and um, I have built a green screen studio now. Genius. That's amazing. Genius. Genius, because... I, saw, I was like, that's not green screen, that's fucking painted. No, like, because during lockdown when we were doing the digital shows, I was like, I can't cope with all this drag in my apartment anymore. I'd never experienced it in my whole life. Every yeah. week being overtaken, and I was trying to find any possible space that I could, like, even rent to do it. But that is genius to do it up there in, in Penny Lane. Yeah, so, like, Shane, the bar manager, he built a little gym for himself, because, you know, he can build anything. Like, so there's a a fully equipped gym with glass walls in the corner. Oh, wow. He just built himself. Um, and then the rest of it is now our green screen studio, um, which I'm just adding to all the time and making it better you as I learn things. You should to Virgin Media so they could do some live broadcasts and something <laughs> as well. It's bigger than some of their studios. <laughs> well, if, if you have anything in particular you'd like to do sometime... Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either of us oh, ever want to do a digital show ever again. That's for yeah. sure. That's one thing I tell you. It's like even recording these podcasts, the stress of cracking out a laptop these days is. is like yeah. a Have you finished doing all the online stuff? Yeah, we yeah, we finished up the, on the first second. week in July. Oh, sorry. Of course, yeah. I was very aware of that yeah. because I'm so connected <laughs> to all of this. What's going on? Yeah, we Sometimes did. Sometimes when I wake did. in terror during the night, it still feels like we're doing it. We did 15 weeks on the trot wow. and. Then in in June we seem to just do a ton of pride other bits as well, but like yeah. it wasn't fun. It really, no. really wasn't. Except the one that we did together, which was the last one, and we had a really good time that time. Yeah, but, yeah. just because we got drunk, really. Yeah, basically. So oh, yeah. you have to do that. Um, but 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 you guys then must have upskilled because that you know I wouldn't have a fucking clue how to do a live broadcast and cutting from one country to another and all of that. <laughs> well, well, we had got help in fairness. We had, we had got, got help, help, yeah, definitely. Come here. Tell um, me this one thing. Go, um, yes. Do you remember these two Swedish queens and they did the performance on the train? Yes. yes. That wasn't actually live, was it? Oh, it was yeah. live, yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. 100% live. Because yeah. we did a, a tech test with every everyone the day before, and they were like, okay, we're going to do it on the tube. And they were like, we can't get on the tube right now because it's closed. It was like 11 o'clock at night there, but we're going to be doing it, you know, live tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So we didn't know what it was going to look like, but Admirer and Hines are wild. They're absolutely tapped. They do crazy shit all the time. But yeah, they really got on It was fab, the, the wasn't it? Tube. It was fab. I can't believe they didn't win. No, I know. See, that was the public vote. So, who won again? Who? Uh, well, that night it was. I think the Australian uh, queen yeah, got up at three o'clock in the morning, and fair play to her for that. <laughs> like I was like, I want to just pre-record that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, that was part of the thing. We, we, we kind of made them actually, we wouldn't let them pre record. So yeah. They had to do it. We wanted them. Which is fine if you're in Manchester, but if you're in Australia and it's yeah. three o'clock in the morning and you're getting into drag and getting them to open up the nightclub for you. I know. I know. <laughs> That's part of the crack, though. Isn't we it? wanted things to go wrong as well. That was the other thing. Yeah. So, like, that was part oh, of Oh, well, you achieved that, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one or two. Mission times. accomplished. <laughs> there was one particular night, me and Davina nearly killed each other over the internet, but uh, other than that, it was kind of okay. Yeah, several times. Um, I know uh, we're both curious to know your answer on this. What, who was your favourite alternative Miss Ireland winner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Jeez, that's a hard question. Including uh, all your friends. I'll tell you what. Yes. Uh, no, I don't have to. The most exciting, fun, brilliant, uh, unexpected performance ever and winner was Shirley Temple Bar. Yes, okay. Like, even if you look at that yeah. shitty video that's on YouTube now, and that was yeah. just before the competition, that was the year that the competition became too big for the kind of places we had yeah. been doing it, and we needed to move to somewhere, and, and after that it was in the Olympia. Yeah. It was in the red box, and even from that just crappy, shitty, pre-internet video that's now yeah. up on YouTube, you can just get a sense... Of how iconic it was. Of how amazingly yeah. funny and brilliant and weird it was, and the... Oh, the, the sense of the atmosphere in the room and everything. It's and stands, yeah. Exactly. And it was like on a shitty nightclub because, you know, we didn't have the production values then that we later had. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. She has a fucking ribbon and a stupid pair <laughs> of ringlets and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Actually, if anyone hasn't watched that, it is on uh, the Ultra Miss Ireland uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and on- check out her, her backing dancers who are Alan Duffy, who very sadly is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. He passed away. And, and Brendan Courtney, and you can see that those two are. <laughs> let's. Another, another let's they're, they're enhanced. Their mood is enhanced. <laughs> and they're a mess. And it's also part of the fun of watching. I'm going to rewatch that. I always enjoyed. Uh, was it Big Chief Random Chaos? Oh, Big Chief Random Chaos. Uh, and the girls from the Philippines. Was it the Philippines? Yes, well, we had the yes, Miss. Well, Steve and Melinda. At one point, they had, a, they had a split, so there was two. At one point, we had two. There was the Diva Manila gang and the Miss Pink Philippines gang. Oh, so good. I used to look forward to them every year. There was also, there was some uh, just really iconic. Heidi Kuntz is another good example. Mm. I mean, who would have thought, oh, my (laughs) Nazi Maria character (laughs) 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 is going to wow them. Oh my god, that act was wild. Yeah. Panty, what's the first thing you're hoping to do when we can all shift around again and start moving? Are you going to go back out and tour with any theatre shows or planning anything like that? Well, I was supposed to be the last, you know, just as long as I was supposed to be sitting down to, to write a new show and a book that was connected to it. And of course, I've had all this time in the world and have I done any of that? No, I haven't. Because somehow, this has not been good for that kind of brain, that sort no. of concentrating yeah. mood you need for that. And also, I think there's a voice come back and I said, there's no point, Rory. You're never going to be able to tour it again. You're going to be trapped in this house forever. Like, <laughs> so, um, Just go digital. I, I, yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the no, same. it's not the same. No, it's I want to be able to thing. smell the fear. Yeah. Smell the Britney Spears Curious Perfume. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I all, whenever anybody mentions uh, Britney Spears or perfume, I think of you, Davina. You used to walk around smelling like candy floss when she brought out her first it's one. It's true. I did. I, 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 I still <laughs> Still haven't washed since that day. That, that was just to cover the smell off April Shower's tights at the time. Oh, God, yeah. 
Or I play oh, come here now. Speaking of the two of you, so you had your feud, which became like a, a, a thing of interest. Now, Davina, yes. we had a feud, and I didn't even know we did. Yes, I know. <laughs> It wasn't really a feud. It was. Well, you were like, very annoyed at me for a long time, apparently. I just felt a little hard done by it. Very overlooked, I would say. Overlooked. Bitch. Because no one's ever been able to overlook you. You're massive. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not as massive as April shows. <laughs> let's, let's call a spade a spade. No, back I even day, have a, one of my favorite alternative design poses has those big hot green boots, and I gave them to you, didn't I? Yeah, I saw I want them back. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold on. Can uh, we get yeah, another? No, was... What? Can we get another episode out of this and string it along for six oh. episodes as well, please? I won't be able to talk much about it though because I don't know what the feud is about. <laughs> no, well, it was because I had uh, I'd recently cut ties with the Glitz nightclub on the Tuesdays, and I was yeah. kind of a little bit like down on my look. I was like looking for a gig, and April Showers was. You asked April to take over your karaoke when you were leaving to go to. No right. And I, you were like, I hope you don't mind me asking April. I just feel like she's <laughs> more of a, a funny queen or something. Like that. <laughs> you, said, you said something like, "You're just more of a kind of glamorous dancer." I believe you said to me. Oh. I was like, "Oh my god!" I stand funny. by that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fucking dancing and where's that fucking joke? Oh my god, I live for this. So Come here, uh, Panty, you probably don't know this, but after when April took over from you, um, was it Ran Brian? Yeah, Brian <laughs> With was... boots. Brian was, uh, Brian was still doing the sound, wasn't he? And yeah. uh, every week they used to have a full can of air, of, um, air freshener at the side of the stage. Oh god, I probably shouldn't say this, but I am anyway. Uh, because... <laughs> This is, this is going out. This is going out. It's fine. Oh. Uh, April, uh, April's not listening to this, so it's fine. But yeah, because the recall for tights were so bad. So when <laughs> when when the music used to get louder, they'd all of a sudden start going spray, 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 just to save themselves. So if you ever wonder what happened to your karaoke, April's That's tights. Happened. Yeah, and and April, she got stolen by Aldi or something. She did, little Kim. <laughs> and <Little> now <Kim. laughs> <laughs> uh, she's American. Yeah. Yeah. Is she? Well, yeah, she lives yeah, she in America. Lives in America. She's, oh uh, God. Yeah, she's a Trump supporter now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, leave her to it. Yeah, exactly. She's not really a Trump supporter, just in case anyone was trying to find and her online. Come here, before. Before we wrap things up, we're just going to say to you. So, oh yeah, my God, are we wrapping things up? Yeah, oh, good. we're going to we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> We're going to wrap things up in a minute, but like obviously the, all the work that you did with the Yes campaign and all the madness that you went through on the media mm. and all that kind of mad shit. The one thing that I was kind of, you know, and I'm not going to mention those names because they're fucking like mm. evil. So, but like that must have been just a really personal stressful time because I know Pete, you were had a very like, you know, the face on that you were up and fighting it all. Mm. But it must have been like really tough going through that. Like, because they were like relentless and there's just trolls after trolls. Mm-hmm. And they're still at it to loads of different people. Well, the only thing that you know, bothers me about it, I mean, at the time, um, yes and no. Uh, of course, it was stressful and all that stuff. But, you know, I also felt like I was, I was part of a much bigger group when we were all like, you know, fighting together for this thing. So did that, you know, you know, I would have momentary you know, lapses, usually you know, when my lawyer is telling me something. Um, yeah. But the only thing that now, that just in general, is um, I used to love Twitter because uh, Twitter is more my medium. I like that you know, people put up links to interesting articles and you read this kind of bit of nonsense and this thing and then this, oh, that's really interesting, whatever. And 
all of the joy of that kind of thing has been sort of, or not all of it, but a lot of it has been taken. So I rarely am online anymore, which is why I'm not, um, I'm just going for work stuff generally, mm. and which is why I'm not so up on all, all of the internet draggery yeah. and stuff. And, and that is because so much of the f fun has been taken out of it for me because if I go on Twitter, like, you know, today maybe it'll all be fine. And there was a time when I used to know what might spark it off, and nowadays I don't even know because somebody will dig up something from yeah. five years ago and they'll try and make a thing out of it, all you know, the Nazis and the right-wing stuff. And so some days, with no warning at all, just to find a, you know, a, a regular yeah. bit of fun on Twitter or, some, or a comment from a real person about a real thing, I have to trawl through just tons of stupid messages. And they don't bother me, the, the messages uh, in and of themselves individually, because they're all just stupid stuff. Oh, you, you know, you this, and oh, you wouldn't do that about Muhammad. They're always thrown out. Yeah. And whatever it is. But it just takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Because in order to get to a real comment from a real person about a real thing, you know, you're saying, and, and I. It's just this nonsense yeah. drivel. Yeah. And so that's the only thing that just can, it does annoy me still to this day. It took, it's taken away just a lot of the regular you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, it yeah. is hard to read past old Dolly Grip's horrible, hateful replies <laughs> yeah. to you. But eventually you get there. <laughs> but when they're about Dolly Grip, I'm fine with it. <laughs> or if you're composing them about it. That's, yeah. that's, even, that's even more fun. No, oh, that can be stressful, though. You also <laughs> have to get it right. You get it exactly like, right. It's like waiting for a crocodile <laughs> to pounce, isn't it? <laughs> so I think that's it. Panty. Yeah, you also um, have a podcast, though, Panty, and let's yeah. shout it out as well, because uh, you're one of the fancy podcast people, a.k.a. It's with RTE. Well, yes, because, because, well, yes and no. Ours is now a podcast also, but it, it's it's really a radio show. But as it, all radio shows nowadays, they show it out as a podcast. Oh, yeah. And over the few years that we've been doing it, I think this is year five or something, uh, oddly now, you know, I used to be really annoyed because they would change the time it was broadcast and it'd be on at night time and it'd be on different days. And now, who gives a fuck? More people listen to it as a podcast it's than true, they do yeah. live. Yeah. So It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Pantosocracy and Pantosocracy.ie you can find out there's like videos and all the links to all the podcast platforms and all that and anything, yeah. you were saying Pant I can't really pr well, pronounce it again Pant Pantosocracy Pant Pant it actually means something doesn't it you, it is a real mean, word yeah. yeah I sort of you know I'm sure you do the same um, you click words with panty in them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and and one of my favourites always was Pantosocracy and it means uh, a society in which all members are equal. How ironic. Oh. I know. And it's a real word. It's not, I didn't make it up. It's like Niall Sweeney used to always, like, um, you, uh, I'll just finish here with this. Uh, <laughs> Panty, of course, is a stupid name. And I, you know, I got it by accident. I won't get into that nickname, whatever. But Niall Sweeney, I used to then try and fake and say, oh, my name is Pandora. Because people <laughs> would then understand that Panty sounds like a nickname yeah. of Pandora. Uh -huh. But Niall Sweeney used to say, it's, it's, Pan from the god Pan and and from the Greek Pan meaning of everything and that's true you know of everything and yeah. T from the Irish your know, house Pan on T so Pan T oh, I love all that. over wow. the shop love that all okay. over the shop that's fabulous <laughs> well, that's there you go. Place to leave it. 
Yeah. Thanks a million, Panty, yeah, for agreeing to come on our little podcast and have a chat and share your wise words of wisdom. Mm, and thanks right, for Right, who do I send the invoice to? <laughs> Victoria. Victoria. No, right. no, there's no invoice right. here. This is this is sweaty titty money only. There's no invoice. There's no paperwork. Oh, sweaty titty money, that's sweaty it. Sweaty titty money, uh, Panty. And I do, actually. Remember when we all started having to pay tax about 20 years ago oh, and that no. all stopped? I what used to love it when yeah. some greasy fellow in the back corner of a club would give you an envelope with a greasy <laughs> 20 year old note and a half a yoke, and that was your it. God, I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks for settling your feud with Davina. That, that's yes. two feuds Davina I'm has so settled. glad we put that behind <laughs> us, Davina, because I was really stressing about it. Jess Glynn is going to come on next week. We'll talk about my third feud that I have ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come here. Best of luck with reopening Panty Bar next yeah, week. We'll you. be in for a drink. I'm dying to uh, have a safe, social, distant drink in there. So uh, good luck. Good. Yes. Thanks, P. Thanks, yous. Bye. Bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.